Hello traders and potential future traders, Patrick Maldonado here, cryptocurrency trader and creator of TC Trading. So in today's episode, I would like to talk about the most important Bitcoin properties and why you should care about them. I will be giving my views on each property and talk about the benefits and disadvantages of each one. If you know anyone who might be interested in trading, please let them know about this podcast. It is really appreciated. So hello once again traders, I hope that you are doing great. So in today's podcast, I really want to do an overview of the properties. Why is it important for Bitcoin? Why is it important for you to know them? And give kind of my opinion and my views on each one of these properties. Because there's a lot of people, um, they are mainly called uh, moon boys, which they only think that Bitcoin is perfect and that Bitcoin will go to the moon, will go higher and higher in price, you know, which in essence in terms of supply and demand there's a lot of reasons why bitcoin will go up you have to be skeptic a little bit and not in bad terms you have to be critical as well so that's why i want to bring more a more realistic approach of what to expect with bitcoin so the first thing is that Bitcoin is really a financial experiment there's no other way to call bitcoin the reason is because it you know it's it's completely new nothing in the world of finance has been the same as bitcoin in terms of the supply i will be talking more about mining later on but basically the bitcoin supply is fixed you know it's pretty similar to gold in that regard that you can't mine unlimited gold you know at one point it's gonna uh, be finished well at least as we know it because pos- uh, potentially it could be mined in asteroids and so on so that's gonna be very interesting to see if we can have that technology to actually mine and bring uh, gold from you know other asteroids and whatever uh, in terms of the supply but you know i'm kind of like deviating from the topic so in terms of that you know there is a good reason why you need to care about bitcoin in the long term but some of the most important properties and the ones more uh, worth talking about is for instance decentralization and this is one of the key ones that you will hear uh bitcoin is decentralized and this means that there is no single institution that controls the bitcoin network Uh, again this has advantages and disadvantages Uh, what i mean by decentralization is that you know anyone with a computer can potentially mine bitcoin of course now uh, more than ever it's more difficult because the uh, infrastructure or the equipment required to mine bitcoin is getting more and more sophisticated meaning that you know the people who have a lot of money and can sell uh, a lump sum to buy all of this equipment that newest equipment they are gonna have an advantage in terms of bitcoin mining uh, but in terms of decentralization this is very good news and the reason is because you don't have uh, to be aware of a government or a certain entity that might want to change things you know in terms of government sometimes you have like uh, i don't know one government wants to increase taxes or another one wants to diminish it or someone wants to do this and then the other party is gonna do the opposite you know you have a lot of frequent battling and this is not the same in the bitcoin um, network and the reason is because it is an algorithm that anyone can run yes you know you can run into some things that are called forks which is where you know developer developers have a dispute and they try to separate uh, the project in two which again you know it's on its own it's a very uh, interesting topic word of another whole episode uh, but the point 
is that anyone can move Bitcoin. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. It doesn't matter who you are. As long as you understand how the technology works, you can uh, change, you can send Bitcoin and so on. It's decentralized. So there's no central authority. Now, another important property and one that's uh, a misconception really is that a, a lot of people think uh, Trading Bitcoin or sending Bitcoin is anonymous. You can be anonymous while doing this. And this is completely false. Okay. Let me just tell you that this is completely false. In reality, pseudo anonymous, meaning that users are identified by their public key. And I have already talked about this before. You know, the public key is basically your wallet. And this is something very important. Uh, you know, it's, it's something positive because it means that you don't have to put your name out there because uh, you know the network is already transparent meaning that you can see all the transactions that are happening around the world now if you would put your name of course you know this might breach some security in terms of your private information because basically everyone would be able to see what you're doing who are you sending money to and basically how much money do you even have so this is a good thing in order to protect uh, kind of like the Bitcoin users because you have a wallet, you have a, this public key that's going to be kind of like your name in the system. And of course, you don't only need to have uh, one wallet. You can create multiple wallets and you can kind of like diversify in those terms. Now, even though this is a positive thing uh, in terms of protecting your personal data, it's also worth talking about the other side of the coin right and the reason is because there's a lot of issues regarding what's called aml or anti-money laundering uh, regulations and law enforcement uh, of this point so as you will see th this has been a very controversial topic for bitcoin because before it was used a lot in the dark net uh, you know to buy uh, drugs and do illegal activities now, of course, nowadays, you know, Bitcoin is not really used for that because of all these AML regulations more than ever Bitcoin or in order to buy Bitcoin, all these organizations or all these entities and companies are forced to do what's called a KYC or know your customer procedure. Basically, this procedure only uh, what, what it does is ask for more information so that they can identify who you are before purchasing Bitcoin. And the reason is because once that you have Bitcoin, you can transfer it to whoever you want. You can do whatever you want with it without uh, restrictions, really, because that's how the network works. It's decentralized, so you can do whatever you want in that uh, in that case. But it's important to understand that there's a lot of regulations coming and a lot of regulations uh, are based on some entities, companies, or when you buy crypto for the first time, these companies will know exactly who you are. And this is a kind of like concerning in a sense because these companies will have the information of your transactions. Will have, you know, they will give you an initial wallet. So if you, um, send bitcoin to whichever other wallet they will still be able to track that and there's a lot of uh, kind of tools that they're developing in order to find out where the money is going and uh, so this is something to keep in mind because a lot of people think you know they can anonymously buy bitcoin and trade it but that's not really the case another important property and probably the most 
beneficial and with less kind of like uh, drawbacks is really frictionless payments. And what this means is that you can send Bitcoin wherever in the world. It does not matter. Again, talking about kind of like this cloud, the Bitcoin network is a lot of computers doing uh, this algorithm and processing the transactions all over the world. So it does, does not really matter where you are. If you are, for instance, in you know, in America and you want to send Bitcoin to Asia or to uh, Europe, it's gonna, you're gonna be able to do that with not a lot of uh, kind of delays. You know, if you are again coming back to the example of doing bank transfers, if you are trying to use Swift, sometimes that will take a few days and you know, it is a hassle trying to send money from one country to another. But this is not the case with Bitcoin. Now, I have to say that uh, the Bitcoin network is kind of slow in terms of uh, cash settlement or paying systems. You know, I'm going to be talking more about that. But if you compare the number of transactions per second that Visa or Master can, can do, Bitcoin lags behind. And this is something concerning uh, scalability that is, uh, again, a, another topic word of an entire episode or discussing more about Bitcoin and kind of like its bottleneck. But you have to uh, take it into consideration that frictionless payments is kind of the way to go right now. You don't want to uh, wait for several days just to send money somewhere. You want something that at the very least, you know, during the same day in a couple of minutes, a couple of hours, it's going to get done. Now, one of the biggest things and, you know, again, a double-edged sword is transparency. So everyone can see all the transactions made and where did the Bitcoin go? And this is very related to the pseudo-anonymous uh, pseudo property that I talked about before. And the reason is because if it's transparent, of course, it's good. It's great. Uh, don't get me wrong. You know, if you had a government uh, whose entire, uh, let's say, not not only savings but the entire uh, treasury is on bitcoin people can really know where that money is going you know people can't really uh, see if whatever money or whatever tax they're paying are gonna be used correctly so that brings a whole disruptive thing in terms of transparency now the problem you know it goes all the other way around if governments if uh, entities, if companies who want to sell you products have um, kind of a, a knowledge of your public keys, therefore they will know exactly who you are. You know, if, if, if they know the public key and they can associate that public key with yourself, with your person, then that becomes a problem because you are not going to be able to, uh, to do transactions without people knowing. And this can, you know, this can be hurtful in a sense and it's worth uh, considering in the future. A lot of people don't talk about this uh, drawback, but in my opinion, you know, uh, even though it, it is kind of unlikely for people to know, it only takes one leak. It only takes people hacking the information or the private data of any of the biggest exchanges being this Binance, being this Coinbase, it only takes one hacker to get information associ associating the uh, public keys with your identity. Again, it's not really, uh, I'm not really talking about hacking and getting your Bitcoin or getting your, uh, the money out from your pockets, but talking about your identity, which is a very important thing when talking about Bitcoin. The last thing is 
immutable transaction so similar to cash once you give it out you cannot reverse that transaction unless the other party agrees and again this is uh, very important because even uh, when you are talking about banks you know you don't want uh, banks for instance uh, freezing your assets you don't want banks to have control of your money and this is something positive with Bitcoin because this does not happen. Now, the biggest drawback is that if you make a mistake, then that's it. You know, if you're trying to send money to a friend and then when inputting uh, the private, I mean, the public keys, when inputting the name of their wallets, basically, if you put something wrong, if you change a number, if you change a letter, if you erase something by accident and you send it, there's no way that you are going to get that money back. So you have to be very, very careful. And again, this is where um, banks might have the edge sometimes because if you do a transaction that for some reason, you know, uh, it's, it's a mistake, you can call them and you can potentially revert it. Maybe you purchase something and it ended up being kind of like a fraud or it ended up, uh, you know, being a bad service or whatever you can still uh, go to the bank and help you out. So there's, uh, you know, Again, it's uh, positive things and negative things uh, with Bitcoin. You have to consider it's a huge uh, step. It's very disruptive and potentially is, you know, going to change the financial world. But there's some uh, things that we need to consider that, you know, having a bank, having an intermediary might still be the better option. But I will leave the, this into consideration for you, you know, to think if that's something that you would like to go into or not. But in any case, traders and listeners, I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the TC Trading Podcast. Bitcoin is a disruptive technology which will change the financial system as we know it. Being aware of it will help you understand how the financial world is changing and adapt to new investment opportunities. If you would like to start learning how to trade, get a 30% discount with a code TC Podcast on my AB trading course in Udemy. Thank you very much for listening and I will see you in the next episode. Take care.